Welcome to Sterile Packaging on Track Radio. This podcast delivers insights on medical device packaging from regulatory affairs, process management, as well as discussions on the latest in sterile device packaging technologies. Each episode, our host, Charlie Webb, speaks with global experts to bring the most relevant information to our esteemed listeners. As sterile packaging compliance becomes increasingly more challenging, it is vital to avoid information gaps that could risk your medical device packaging program. Avoid package failure risks and build your skill set from your colleagues' experience and from insights from sterile device packaging subject matter experts. You're listening to Charlie Webb on Sterile Packaging on Track Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spot Radio. This is Charlie Webb. Just a quick programming note before we move forward. Uh, just want to let you know we've had uh, we're very fortunate actually to have an amazing guest that's going to be with us in the next few weeks. Jan Gates, many in the industry uh, in sterile packaging certainly know Jan. Uh, Jan uh, and I go back, uh, gosh, fifteen years or so. Uh, she's an amazing woman. Uh, she's the owner and founder of PackWise Consulting. She has over 30 years experience in packaging engineering with food, pharmaceuticals, medical devices. Jan was a task group leader for the Amy uh, TIR-22 document, and Jan is also a very active member of the Southern California chapter of IOPP, the Institute of Packaging Professional, and I am also a member of that amazing group. So Jan is going to be on our show uh, in the next few weeks. We'll uh, announce the uh, uh, the data. That's something you definitely want to listen into as we are going to discuss many issues surrounding the ISO eleven six zero seven mandate. So today we're going to talk about when should you upgrade machinery in your clean room, uh, or more specifically, since this program is about sterile device packaging. When should you upgrade your packaging machinery or any other sort of um, ancillary machine or device or gadget that's inside your clean room? When is it time to get the latest iteration of that type of equipment? Well, I can tell you as the director of quality for our ISO 17025 accredited laboratory, I'm always making that delicate dance between my laboratory budget and the latest, greatest laboratory machine or data logger du jour. Like many engineers, I love gadgets. I am a hopeless but hopefully recovering early adopter. After being stung on multiple consumer electronics lately as an unwilling participant in a beta test, I'm far less likely to early adopt these days. So how do you know when you should roll into an upgrade on industrial machinery? Now, obviously, sales groups will convince you that the latest machine features are essential for your medical packaging process to be sound. But isn't this basically uh, a barber telling you that you need a haircut, right? Because we are always concerned as engineers that the process could be affected by outdated machinery, we are perhaps easy targets to these scare tactics. Okay, so before we move forward, I think it's important for us to, first of all, define what better means uh, as it's related to industrial machinery because better uh, can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, you know, we can open up this uh, Fibonacci sequence of, of philosophy and science if we go too deep in this when it comes to consumer products. But since we're kind of uh, nailing down the sterile device packaging machinery business or the clean room uh, products and devices, I think we can define it a little more narrowly. But so better can uh, obviously mean that we're meeting spec. And uh, meeting spec is, 
It's great. It's what we have to do. It's the, uh, the baseline. But beyond the substrate of just meeting spec, um, there's other things to consider. I mean, first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting what's cool. Uh, I know that seems uh, kind of hard, far-fetched when we're talking about industrial machinery, but you know we're developing a culture, um, and if that culture has a clean room full of machinery that looks like 1950 uh, Maytag washing machines, um, you know how do you enlist that that sense of tomorrow with young engineers uh, when your cast of characters in terms of machinery? is is aging and just not fun to play with. I mean, a an advanced piece of equipment, you can actually get joy out of programming and using um, fun, uh, well-thought-out ergonomic devices are a joy to work with and machinery that's well-thought-out. And, and engineers, all engineers, but particularly young engineers, um, they want uh, something more than meeting spec. I'm an older guy. I still want to meet spec. But I want the cool stuff. You know, I'd like to uh, have a little bit of an ooh and ah when people are walking through my laboratory and they're seeing that, uh, hey, you know, this is uh, an amazingly clean, organized laboratory with great equipment. It's the state of the industry. That's important. It's important to your customers. And even on the regulatory side, you know, when we're getting an audit, I think I've seen it. The auditor is looking at, our equipment, uh, and it, it defines us as a more technologically advanced company when we have technology that is on the leading edge. And, um, you know, I know if I was auditing a facility and every corner of the facility is using old dated equipment, it would bring up a host of questions for me. Um, because again, it defines a culture, uh, is your culture, you know, static or backwards, or is it uh, moving forward? You know, given that we're not pulling into all the bells and whistles stuff, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't recommend that we we move to the shiny object side of the um, the problem and just you know move into you know what's the fun stuff only. Obviously, that's not where we're going. But finding that balance can be a challenge for sure. But we want to understand what better is to you. Better is going to be different, uh, perhaps, than it is to me. But it, it's okay to consider better uh, when you're looking under the optic of something that's just nice and pretty and cool for your clean room. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion, given that we're all working on the north side of meeting spec. So the decision to upgrade into new medical device packaging machinery can be a delicate dance. I mean, on one hand, we don't want to disrupt a process if it's working. We tend to favor the status quo. It's kind of... Uh, one of the problems sometimes in engineering. we If it ain't broke, don't fix it, and we tend to stay there perhaps too long. Now, no, obviously, none of us want to delve into revalidation, but unfortunately, it keeps us holding on perhaps far too long before we upgrade to equipment that could better serve our process. So we have to change our minds about what revalidation means. Um. I have uh, customers who have purchased equipment um, from us, say, 15 or 20 years ago. And I recently got, this has happened two or three times over the past few weeks, where they uh, they wanted to buy that equipment that they originally bought, um, sometimes going back into the 90s, because they didn't want to revalidate their packaging program. Now, 
That's very short-sighted. It's the low-hanging fruit, and I would never recommend them. I mean, anybody that calls with that request has to hear a 10-minute dissertation of why I would not recommend hanging on to a older machine that has uh, that's literally on four, five, six iterations back in terms of feature benefits. And these are solid, you know, features, right? These are the things that are going to help your process. They're going to help be compliant to 11.607. Revalidation is something that we all just have to kind of get our heads around. We have to prepare for it. We have to be ready for it. And we also have to allow in our validations the wiggle room uh, to be able to, maybe that's the wrong term for it, but the uh, liquidity, let's say, to be able to move into new equipment and go through a a revalidation that is more of a refresh. It's refreshing the process. You're going to run different design of experiments. You're going to um, uh, to check spec sheets to make sure that on the IQ side that the device is compliant. But really, it shouldn't be this um, monster problem. I mean, I've seen some uh, very sensible cogent approaches to revalidation, and it makes it easy if you develop it into your plan in the beginning. And even if you haven't, <clears throat> when you go through the revalidation, now is the time to... Uh, set up your validation so when you do add new equipment, it's not going to be this uh, not-in-your-stomach type of a process. Now, with my quality management system and my laboratory, I basically have a philosophy that if newer, improved equipment can reduce the risk to my customer, and this, by the way, is the language and spirit of the regulatory compliance zeitgeist at the moment, you might say, then it must be considered. So again, if it if there's a risk to my customer, it has to be considered given it meets my budget. And budget does come into play. I mean, we would all love to have the equipment that um, is basically worth the value of our entire building. But if we can't meet that through our enterprise and, and uh, all the managerial sort of um, metrics that uh, fall there, then obviously we can't get it. So we, um, we have to consider what is in our budget and um, look at all the uh, number crunching. But given that it meets our budget and it does reduce risk to the customer, at least in my laboratory, it's almost a mandate that we upgrade. So most of us know that microprocessor-controlled machinery that is as little as five years old could be in the deep, dark ages in terms of technology because technology folds faster and faster each year, as we know. So it's really important that particularly microprocessor-controlled devices, if we're keeping up with firmware, sometimes we hit a cul-de-sac where there's nowhere to go with uh, firmware, requires new hardware. And if that's the case, then it's time to upgrade. Now, it's also worth noting that outdated machinery, as I said before, could cause a compliance issue. Now, in Clause 5.7.4 of 11.607 on the 2006 iteration, It tells us that you should evaluate often if the packaging system or packaging process and test methods should be reviewed to evaluate whether an aggregate effect of multiple small changes could result in a packaging revalidation. So you need to look at your equipment and see that because of changes in the regulatory environment, that machinery no longer is meeting the normative requirements for 11607. And if that's the case, you're pretty much um, required to jump into the next iteration that does meet the mandate. So uh, we've seen some crazy things come across our desk. We've seen um, people who are using 
uh, packaging machinery that was never designed for use uh, in a critical process. In other words, it had no controls for uh, force or for temperature or contact time or conveyance speed or any of these things. What they did was they would hang on oscilloscopes and data loggers and, and kind of literally in one case bolt them to the machine and create their own sort of uh, ad hoc uh, microprocessor. And their validation to make this thing work was as thick as the New York phone book. You know, just crazy stuff like that. So when we get to the point where we're trying to, you know, shoehorn outdated equipment into a critical process because we don't want to revalidate or we don't want to purchase new equipment, we're really playing with fire. So, you know, basically these are the things that we have to look at. I think that... uh, The goal is to look for bolder, more meaningful upgrades that focus in on meeting heightened regulatory demands, as these features will make your job much easier as medical device packaging engineers. And of course, the the main benefit, it's our goal, is to deliver safer medical devices to the patient. So management needs to understand that trying to keep old technologies relevant, particularly when the equipment is used in the critical nature, such as sterile device packaging, you're playing with a winless, perhaps dangerous game that is flirting with a product recall, 43, and all those sort of ugly things that we dare not speak of. So don't fight aging packaging machinery or any machinery in your clean room or in your process because that uh, puts your company at risk. So basically, you know, in closing, my advice is don't get duped by the pointless bells and whistles that are really, at the end of the day, nothing but sales pitches. I mean, we all need to put our BS detectors on high and and look for those sort of things where we can say, hey, that's a nice feature. It'd be great to have, but it doesn't really help our process. It's um, more of an iteration of a machine that uh, made it prettier or something. Those are things that we have to look for and make sure that we're getting solid takeaways. And in terms of creating better medical device packaging, uh, they really don't have any value. Now, on the flip side of that, don't hang on to outdated equipment because you fear a revalidation. Uh, This is definitely a recipe for disaster. Revalidation can be a Herculean task, as I said before, um, but if it better um, meets the goal of um, managing risk to your patients or the patients and process, then it's time to push into better equipment and refresh your validation plan. And again, take a look at your validation right now and ask yourself, is there equipment that's being offered? What is the state of the industry, the state of the art that's being used? A lot of companies develop new equipment because they're trying to make your job easier, and that is their sales proposition. In other words, they know they'll sell equipment if they make your process better, and that is a great uh, bit of quid pro quo. We're both trying to help each other in those cases. Sometimes technology hits a cul-de-sac where there's nowhere to really go with, let's say, a packaging machine, and so that's when the bells and lights and whistles and all those sort of things add on. So, you know, just uh, look closely when you're, um, you know, but avoid the the, uh, the spec sheet metric only because there's other things to consider. As I say, culture does play a part of value. It's a value to your process. I would argue that. Clean room workers and engineers um, <clears throat> feel that they are running a better process and will enhance their work based on working with more technologically advanced equipment. There, I said it, I believe that. I think, again, as I said before, if you're working on these archaic uh, machines that um, everybody in the industry knows are outdated, uh, and you're fighting with all of their um, their features that are no longer compliant to 11607, 
then you're at risk at the culture level of uh, packaging up. Uh, machine and upgrades or uh, processing machine upgrades. So take a close look at all your equipment. Ask yourself the hard questions. Am I an early adopter? Am I getting this because I want to be the cool kid on the block and I don't care if it's a bells and whistle? Well, you know, everyone has their own reasons for why they upgrade. Or I think, you know, the balances, find the machines that have, as I said, the, the more solid, more meaningful upgrades that focus on meeting the heightened regulatory demands. <clears throat> find those machineries, uh, for the, uh, that type of machinery and introduce those into your process. But do look at if it's time to upgrade, because if you're falling behind on machinery and you're trying to shoehorn that machine into a critical process, you are definitely asking for trouble. That's all I have to say about that subject for today. Remember, if you have any comments about today's show or any of our episodes, you can always reach me at charlie at spotradiopodcast.com. I'm always quick to respond. So send me an email. And don't forget we have coming up, as I mentioned before, Jan Gates from Packwise Consulting, and we're going to talk about the 11607 mandate. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure having you with me. This is Charlie Webb. Thank you for listening to Sterile Packaging on Track Radio. Make sure and subscribe to our podcast today so you will never miss out on our latest episode. If there is a subject you would like us to cover, or if you are an expert yourself and would like to be considered for an upcoming episode, then just drop us a line at info at spotradiopodcast.com. Thanks again for listening in. From all of us at Sterile Packaging on Track Radio, have a great day.